Hello, my name is Joachim, and today I want to talk to you about how you go about modifying the game Pocket Lab that we made here for IGM in 2022. So the game is meant to be open source and also made so that you can actually go in and modify for your specific needs. So if you need to go out, reuse it specifically to go out, make presentations, and then use the game as kind of a break activity for the audience to have a bit of fun and to engage a bit more with the construct that we mentioned. And I think it goes without saying it's going to be a bit more intuitive, maybe getting a chance to actually sit with it, add it, see the cell react to the construct that you made and see that you did correctly for that. But now we're going to talk about actually how the game is made and how you can go and modify it yourself so you can actually also use it. So how the game works is that it's going to divide things into different categories. And one of the categories, which is the main category, is the proteins and substrate list. So you're going to go in and you're going to find this list. And each element is going to be a different kind of protein or substrate. And proteins and substrates kind of represents your objects in the game. That's not really going to interact with its environment. So a protein, this is going to be, I think I call them structural proteins in the game. This would be, for example, the example of the spideroin. And it's also going to be all of the kind of components that you're going to see in the ethanol pathway. It goes for desaccharide, monosaccharide, pyruvate, ethanol, and then also these two test proteins that I made. And these two test proteins are actually what we're gonna kind of what I'm gonna show you today. So how you're gonna make take the already made gene, death protein one, and how you're gonna use that to make protein two. Then the next category that we have is gonna be enzymes. So enzymes go in and they take a substrate and change it somehow. And the way this works in the game is that you're going to have the the way it works in the game is that you're going to have a value which is a enzyme from value and this is the value that you're going to change it from so for example this enzyme goes in and takes element free from the substrate list which is going to be a desaccharide and changes it to element four which is going to be monosaccharide and note here that the protein value is going to be zero that's actually because it uses the same script for both uh, kind of the protein genes and the enzyme genes. The only difference is going to be that if this is zero, one of the components, the script is going to register that it's not the intended usage of the, the script. So it's just going to only focus on the enzyme. So what you need is actually just an idea of what you want to add. You can also, if you want to go a bit extra, you can make your own little graphic. Uh, we use the biobricks. Uh, kind of graphics for genes, which is going to be this arrow. And we try to adding small graphics to it. That's going to kind of indicate what the gene does. This is going to be an enzyme that turns this into two of these. And this is how the enzyme is going to look when you look at it on the, the flask. And you can also choose if you want to make it even more intuitive and give uh, kind of your audience a bit of a helping hand. You can make uh, these two lockpick, lockpick pages which are going to be kind of missions where they can go in. The way we've structured them so far is that uh, the first page kind of explains the theory of some knowledge behind what we want you to do. Maybe why this is important, what you can do with it, how it looks. So this is going to be the pathway that turns sugar into ethanol. I'm going to add a generalized version of it. You can see it really generalizes. But if you hover over the genes, you're actually going to see more information on the exact mechanisms of that enzyme. 
And the second page was more gives hints to how to do it and kind of more helps the player uh, actually accomplish this task. So let's go and see how we can do this in Unity. So the first thing is that we want to find our protein gene, gene list. We want to find this one. And everything actually goes through the cell here in the, in the menu. So I can actually just explain the menus. What you see here is the menu with all the game objects. And this is also where you can use these arrows to kind of manipulate them. If you right click, you can move around the scene. And this little fellow here is going to be our cell that's going to do all of the cool things. So let's go and find it. And the cell is located in the flask. And then in the subcategory called cell. If you go into the cell, you're going to find this script here. That is called cell gene value master script. And this chooses kind of the start color of the cell. And what's really interesting is the protein gene prefabs. So this is the list. And make sure that the protein gene value should always match the number of prefabs. This is because uh, this here is actually just meant for when the cell has to kind of sort the genes that it, they are the construct that they try to add. Then this is just for the kind of the script to use. Just make sure that these are the same length. So what you see here is all of your elements, and is this is the kind of 3D component that you want to add. So I've made this small here. This is protein two, and it is a green cube. And the way you make objects in Unity, you can actually just go in, say game object, 3D object, and I just said cube, made it to the size I wanted, and you can actually just add the cube directly to say this cube is gonna be protein two. I'm not gonna do that because I mean we already have the beautiful little green cube that we're gonna make. So Let's see how we make it. So now the cell has registered that this protein exists. But we actually want a gene that kind of shows that it should start making this protein. So to do that, we go into our genes. And to find our genes, we're going to go into the UI, go into front. We can just open using these arrows. And we want to go to our construct summary panel, create construct, and then going to a create construct window. And if this is right now turned off, you can't see it. And all the white text is turned on. And if you click here, you're going to turn it on. So this is where the player will go in and make the genes. And if we open this, you can see the gene button, the promoter button, and also the terminator button. And these are going to open these panels, which shows all the genes. So this is going to be the promoter list. We're going to have the gene list, and this is what we want to modify, is the gene list. So let's go do that. So we want to actually make this protein 2 gene again from scratch. Oh, not from scratch. We use a little trick to do easy. And I've just to make this list shorter. You can kind of click here, click shift, and you can make some of the genes disappear. To, so you can actually see the gene that you're working with. So we want to make protein gene 2, but we only have, for now, let's imagine we only have protein gene 1. So how does protein gene 1 work? Well, it has, if you go down and open it up, it's going to have this uh, name, the gene name, and that's going to be protein 1 gene, which is this here, here you can see. 
and then it's going to have gene image, and here you're going to see the gene graphic. And this is going to be the color that it shows you, the gene. And if you go down here, you can actually see that it calls both the gene image graphics. And what it importantly calls is these two components here. So this is going to be the protein gene value and the enzyme gene value. And this once again calls back to the cell. So if you add this gene with the promoter in front of it and the terminator after it, it's going to tell the cell, ah, you should start making these genes and enzymes. And you can only make well, one gene and one enzyme. And I would recommend not having both at once. It might be a bit confusing to have a gene that's both a protein and like makes two different things. But one, I call it called protein one. We want to call protein two. So let's go in. And to make our new protein, you actually use a little trick where we just well take the existing proteins and we copy them. And the way they're ordered here is also going to be the kind of the way they're all going to be ordered in the list. So we want the protein gene two to come well right after protein gene one. Let's open this. We don't want it to be called protein gene one anymore. This is going to be protein gene two or like it's cool protein that's totally different from protein one. And we also kind of want it to look a bit different. So maybe this is going to have a green button. And if you went the extra mile, you might even have made like a little graphic for how it's going to use look. That's also what we did for the spider run gene. And yes, let me go into the script. We don't want it to call component one anymore. We want it to make component two. So now you have a G called protein G, cool protein it's called, and that should hopefully go in and make. So now it's just going to be cheating because this is how it's going to look by default. And we're going to open this, and if you just like this, this is the thing the players are going to see. So they select the genes, they open the folder, and you can see also to some of them we had added these small descriptions. So now you want to add the cool protein, but Nothing's really going to happen if you just do like this, because it doesn't have a promoter and it doesn't have a terminator. You can see, get the gene, nothing happens. But it is still added, so we remove the contract again. Let's try adding a promoter, a cool team, and a terminator, and see what happens. What you can see now, okay, now the cell is kind of covering it. <laughs> it is falling kind of perfectly. But what you can see is that it starts making the protein that we wanted it to make. Great, this is a great success. And again, if you had added an enzyme value, it will start making the enzyme. And the way the enzymes work is that if this component, if we say it was an enzyme, it's its substrate, then it's going to add also that substrate to whatever you put in the enzyme two value. But for some of the things, we're not going to have the cell make them. For example, the can just close this for now. If we go into the substrate, right now we can't really have the cell make sugar, although it would be really cool to actually add photosynthesis to the game. But right now you have to add it separately as a substrate, and that is why we have the substrate list. So if you go to the cabinet there, you can click it, and it's going to open this substrate list. And right now you can just add sugar. I can show you how it works. So basically, just click the button, it closes, and you add sugar. 
we wanted to add something else. And again, we're just going to use the protein 2 as an example. So let's go in and see what happens in subtract list. So you're going to see the text that is subtract to add. And then you're going to see, well, the sugar button. What does the sugar button do? Well, it goes in, it calls the script that is on itself, and then it kind of closes the list and opens this background button, which is the button that you take and click when you open the substrate list. And if you look at the script, it will once again has a substrate protein number. So this creep is actually just going to go in to the cell and say, hey, I want to add substrate number three, which is the desaccharide that it added. And also, you can choose the amount. So let's go in and make our own substrate to add. So you just press Control D. Oh, now you have a copy of this, the sugar. And the copy is going to be exactly on the location of the sugar button. So we don't really want that. So we'll move it over here. And for this, we don't want it to be called sugar. It's going to be, we want to add cool proteins to our, to our batch. This is going to be the protein too. And what we then do is we go in and say, well, our cool proteins, if you go to the cell, they have the value of two. So this is what we're going to be calling from the sugar script here. So we say we want a two, and let's say we want to add seven of them. So let's see how it works. And for the full experience, I might just close this object list. Hopefully it closed in the correct way. So you click the subject cabinet, it opens this, you have different choices. We want to add the cool proteins, and there you see a green droplet drops, and seven of the cool proteins are added. Then here in the end, I just kind of want to talk about the feature of using the logbook. So we made this logbook that actually guides the user. So you have, for example, biofuel, you have this, and once you complete the biofuel, you get this tick. I can just show click quick actually. If you go in, oh, I forgot to close this. If you go in, say we want to make the spider engine we have here, and this is what this mission is about. So once you start making spider engine, this will be completed. So we add this to the cell, and you can see there it confirms that you did it correctly, and you can also see the spider engines being made in the cell. But maybe you want to add your own mission. So, oh, that was the wrong one, sorry. I'm going to add your own mission, and these missions are actually just going to be images. Can I imagine like a slideshow of PowerPoint where you just kind of press the button and then it's going to open the next slides, which is just going to be images on top of the old images. So let's go in. We find a logbook down here under the UI front and logbook. Let's just open it for now. And if we look how the logbook is made, it's actually just going to be these images. And the back and forward button is going to take the go down from the list, take the currently um, open window, and then open the window right above, right below it. So right now ethanol is open, and if you click the next button, it's going to make this one active, which is going to then show up on top of the old image, kind of giving the illusion that you're switching pages. But if you want to add another page, you just copy this one once again. So now we have a new page, and if you go in to see what's actually in it, so let's just open our Spiral page. Here we're going to see a page one and a page two. And each of these are just going to be the white color to not interfere with the color. So you can see if we change it, it probably it's not going to be, that's quite nice. But it is going to be 
is the right color. But what's important is these images. So page one calls this image that we added. And this is just the kind of introduction of the page one for the logbook. So to add new things to the logbook, you just copy these. You add your own images here. So page one for page one, and page two for page two. And then, sorry. And then you're just going to turn this off and it should be added to the logbook. Okay, so this was a quick guide on how to actually go in and modify the game Pocket Lab. I hope you enjoyed and I hope that we get the chance to actually make some new features to it and elaborate a bit more on the game because I think this could turn out to be something really cool. Thanks you once again for watching and hope you enjoyed.